You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello again, friends. You are sitting down at The Nerd Table once again with me, your host, Chris, and my good friend, my co-host, my twin, the almighty Eric. All bow to Eric. These epic introductions that you do, I love them. Can continue. <laughs> going to, how yes. uh, how as, was as your you week? Look at, as you look at yourself in the mirror, ah, glory yeah. to beat, glory be how to does, Eric. That's right. I am amazing, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no egos at all out of control here. No, nothing, nothing like that. Well, uh, my. My week was all right. It was a full work week, but I'm currently off for a four-day weekend to celebrate my birthday because I refuse to work on my birthday. So it's going really good right now because I'm not at work. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) And hi, co-workers. Yes, hi, (laughs) hi, co-workers. I'm very happy to not be with you right now. Wow. That oh please, up. they would have said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to hear it. Oh, uh, that is a mutual a mindset. Very <laughs> very good week for gamers. Uh, yes, but real quick, it's also been a really good week for you. Tell everybody what you're almost done with. Oh my god, I'm almost done buying a condo. So my uh, house journey started over a month ago on this one property. And it's it literally took. Um, I started it on October fifteenth. It is currently November fourteenth as the recording. So and a month, yeah, basically a month. And I'm just now in the process of um, getting cleared to close. Basically, they're checking my bank statements, making sure that I'm not like a drug dealer and that I have the money that I say I have, and and. Everything is good. I've already gotten back the inspection. The inspection came back good. I mean, it uses fuses, so they're just like, you know, you need to upgrade this. I'm like, yeah, I plan on doing that. Don't worry about it. Um, the appraisal came back at list price, which is phenomenal because that's exactly what I offered. And I was just like, please, please don't go super low. Like, I was, I was really expecting it to go for like 75, and I asked for like 79. And, uh, but it came back exactly at 79. So I was like, cool. That is great. It's a condo, by the way. So not a house. That's why it's, it's so much cheaper. Um, but yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, that's, that's been my week. Need like a week off or something to get yourself settled when you're doing the big move. That once I do the move, I'm going to take a vacation. And the vacation is just going to be me moving all my shit because I still have to give 30 days notice here and break the lease, which is the probably the most expensive part of this whole thing. Forget the down payment and the closing costs. And don't get, <laughs> don't get me wrong. That was still expensive. But I have to basically pay three months rent. Uh, and I pay like $1,300 right now a month. So I'm just like, Jesus, man. Just like, to break it, huh? Just to break it. Just to break it. So we're looking at, what, $3,900 just to break the I lease. think there's a legality thing if it's actually a 60-day break instead of a 30. I think they 
they can legally break it without I don't know how it works by you, but I'm pretty sure this is kind of a universal tenant thing. There's some kind of a 60 day break policy. If you give them 60 day notice that you're going to break your lease, that you can get out of it without any excessive payments. I would look into that real quick. I I will do that, actually. But I know that yeah. there's a, a a term where if I'm being harassed or stalked or something, I can break the lease and not pay anything. So if any of you guys want to like harass me for a little bit and I could be like, ah, I need to move. Ah, <laughs> that would, that would ah, be beneficial. My time has come. <laughs> <laughs> I get all this ah, hate mail. It's... Like, you suck. You're the second best person on the show. <laughs> like, now, oh, man. now who's going to show up at your door at nine in the morning? Hell, oh, this I'm... guy's stalking me. I he knows where I live. I need to change my address right now. Let's be real. You're not being. You're not getting here at nine o'clock in the morning. That's a me thing. Also, it, get it, would require, like... it would require me to drive overnight. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you were like live next door, I don't think you'd wake up at eight. <laughs> I do for work, but yeah, not yeah. for pleasure. No. <laughs> and good for you for being able to do that because I'm still, that's never been me though. I've always been go to bed late, sleep in type of guy. That was uh, always me. That was I, always I, my I was that way. You know what changed me? Working at the parks, man. Working mm. at the parks changed me. <sighs> yes. Yeah, <clears throat> actually, I got super spoiled when it came to like uh, Epcot because the park hours were it was much f better than the rest of the park. I guess it was definitely better than the rest of the parks um, because they can swing wildly for like Magic Kingdom. Right. Some days they'll close at like 8 p.m. And then there are certain days where it doesn't close until one o'clock in the morning. And you mm -hmm. just always have that variation. But not or Epcot, they do. They do the thing I can't stand, which is where they're like, we're going to have a 24-hour day. And it's like, that is a terrible oh. idea because all your rides are going to break. Oh, that's every leap year. Every leap year, I, I feel like that. they have a 24-hour event somewhere in one of the parks. And it, it just so happened to have uh, – it was at Epcot one year while we were working there. And I was like, fuck me. And then uh, they were just like, well, and Inventions closes at 7 still. I'm like, fuck yes. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was great. So, yeah, no, the park hours for Epcot for, so for those – Oh, Safaris, yeah, because of the animals. I didn't even think it about that. It spoiled me so bad when I was doing the college program because – you know, the CP's always got the worst hours. Yes. But then here comes daylight savings time right at the end of your college program because, you know, it ends right after the new year. And suddenly it's 5 p.m. and your ass is done. And I'm yeah. like, e even for the holidays? They're like, even for the holidays. So even on Christmas Day, I was done by 5 o'clock. Nice. I mean, yes, we have to honor who's left in line, of course. Yeah, but but still, you're done. <clears throat> See, yeah, that's why I liked Epcot. Epcot was just like it always closes at nine. For those of you that don't know, it closes at nine unless there's extra magic hours. And that could be in the morning or at night. So basically tack on. What was it? Two, two hours. Either way, basically, you, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like two hours in either direction. Right. So the latest that you'd be there would be 11. Unless it was um, 
<clears throat> New Year's or Fourth mm. of July <clears throat> because the countries. If you if you've never okay, so let's talk about fireworks for a second. The best fireworks to me are the Fourth yes. of July fireworks at Epcot. Yes, uh, they. No, they I'm not going to say I 100 percent agree with that, but holy crap, they're amazing. They're amazing, but here's why I, I like it for like so much better than everything else. Um, and it's going to sound for for those of you who are listening from other countries. I'm sorry, uh, but they turn off all the lights in all the countries except for America, and then they launch fireworks for a solid. And I'm not joking for like a solid fucking minute where it's brighter outside than it was if it was fucking daytime. <laughs> <laughs> And I, it's, I'm not exaggerating. They just launched so much shit. Red, white, blue. It, it's so bright. You can't even look at the fireworks. It doesn't even look good now, but it's just noise and lights and it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's it's just a big explosion of patriotism. Yeah, basically. And, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's like, it's like, screw all you other countries. Y'all are turning your lights out. This is our day. It's just like turn off all the lights. America lights up, and it's just fireworks everywhere. It's just like ah, fuck you guys. Today's our day. <laughs> I always love but, those things where like people from another country will ask. They're like, "So when do you celebrate the Fourth of July?" Uh, July the fourth. Right. Like I know what they mean, but at the same time, some some people just it don't, they don't comprehend it. And I'll let that pass when it's a foreigner. But if it's a fellow American asking that, then I have to check which state you're from and which which uh, <laughs> where they are on the education scale. Because uh, that might answer the question as to why you don't know. You know, I watched a video this morning about the American accent and uh, how to us, we don't have an accent. But we do know about like, you know, if you're from Boston, you got that Boston accent, New York, New York, New York exactly. Southern twang. Yes. And we know those, but apparently there's a video of this Australian guy who was like uh looking at each person talk from each state. And like for ninety percent of the states that they were mentioning, to me, I was just like, no accent. And this guy's just like, Oh, that's weird. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do we just have an accent we just don't know because that's our, our normal like you know, our normal speak? Well, like I noticed that New Jersey growing up actually has two accents north jersey sounds more new yorker which uh which is the accent that i apparently have that i never knew i had until i left the area and then suddenly <clears throat> i had an accent because suddenly uh everybody else around me pronounced it coffee but not nah, everybody else says it's coffee or something like that i don't know I can't even say it. It hurts my voice Ca- to say it. Caffy. Cough. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't fucking do it. You can't anyway, do it. Yeah, exactly. Now you're thinking because we're about not it. from there. We're not from there. Everybody uh, everybody laughs when they say and they say, say walk the dog. Like, okay, let's go walk the dog. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how do you say the it? Thing, They're right? like, walk the for dog. Me, I'm like, no. For me, there's like four, maybe five accents in America, right? You got your eastern accent, which is like Boston, New York. Jersey and really? there's variations on Northern it, right? Like obviously, uh, obviously, there's a little bit of a difference between them. And then you got your southern accent, which is like Alabama, Texas, that that kind oh, of thing, dude. And I've learned that there's different types of southern accents. 
The Carolinas yeah. sounds different from Tennessee, which sounds freaking different from Mississippi. Yeah, but like, but but to me, that's all Southern accent. Just <clears> like <throat> the the Northeast has their own accent, and then California has got that little surfer what up, bruh, type of thing going on. You know what? Yeah, I mean? that's like the whole West Coast. That's like Oregon and Washington too. Yeah, and then uh, and then there's like Minnesota, which uh, don't you know type of thing. Yeah, that's a Canadian more, accent. I guess, it, that I guess just it's leaves down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to me, that's all the accents. But watching this guy like go through, first off, the the person from from Massachusetts, like he he didn't under. He's like, is that English? And I just started laughing so fucking hard. Dude, the Fall River accent over in Massachusetts is ridiculous. And when Matt joins the show, we're gonna have to have him expand on accents out there because he lives in massachusetts yeah the fall river when they they, when they're gonna go pack the car fall river i'm like what the hell was that they're like are are you okay are you having a stroke what's going on (laughs) (laughs) but But then like no so wait in in michigan does the upper peninsula sound more like canada like is that where part of the uh the accent Um, comes from so the accent, oh my god, it's gonna it sounds so kind of valley girl and nasally up here. Like so <laughs> I, I'm I'm getting this hot dog type of thing. You know, that like that uh, accent. Yeah. I can't do it very well, but that's what it sounds like up here. And apparently I sound like an asshole. So that's okay. I'm I, I come from a long family of assholes. My dad's an asshole, my grandfather was an asshole, you know. I like to think I'm one too. Who's that comedian that uh, does that? Dennis Leary. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, no, I was thinking of uh, Tom Segura, I think. But yeah, Dennis Leary does that song. Oh, I was thinking of a song. <laughs> where he says, uh, sometimes I park in handicapped spaces while handicapped people make handicapped faces. <laughs> I was just like, yes, and he actually released this song. This is – with that <laughs> lyric, he released the song. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, all right. So Philly has an accent. And South Jersey uses the same accents, and theirs is like a. It, it's they say water weird, like I, I say water weird, but but the one thing I I picked up on, and my friend Tori does this a lot. Tori, if you're listening, hi. She uh she was always big with the inflection on home, and talking on the phone. There was always like a weird inflection on the O. I'm gonna go home and talk on the phone. Yes, thank you. Except now she's not doing it because we're talking about it. <laughs> I I'm yeah get some I water, though. Oh, I think there's like you're gonna get what some water 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 yeah water <laughs> this is that's, uh, that's from Philly and water ice <laughs> water ice <laughs> I I think one of like the the things that I don't get are um are the slangs from each area right. Like we all know, like y'all, uh, like you all, and guys. stuff like that. But use like, guys. There, there's use guys, right? But like, don't you guys have something where it's like yins or something? Yins? Yeah, it's like what yins doing or something like that. It's supposed to be like a you all type of situation. And I could have swore they said I've it was heard like from that. Philly. I don't know where that comes from, and I've never heard it before. Uh, you know the one I'm about to mention. Maybe. We call it soda. But out uh, there. They call it pop or soda they pop. Call it pop. 
I don't know who calls it soda pop, but that's dead wrong. <laughs> just one or the other. I'll take one or the other, but damn it, don't combine the two. <laughs> so soda pop. back in uh, back in Florida, I had a roommate from Kansas City. Hi, Brett, if you're listening. And he, uh, I'm I'm playing. I'm playing in my room one day, like PlayStation or no Xbox. Oh my God. I still had an Xbox at the time. I'm playing like Grand Theft Auto or something on the TV. And I'm just chilling on my day off in my room, playing my Xbox. And Brett walks in and we're chatting. He goes, Hey, can I have a pop? And I actually paused the game and looked at him like, excuse me. He goes, and he starts laughing because he knows where the conversation's about to go. (laughs) I got a case of Pepsi on the floor, right? He goes, may I have one of your pops? And I just looked at him sideways and I said, you may have a soda, sir. (laughs) And and they're just like, oh, is this where we're going with this? (laughs) Oh, Oh, but you know, the one that kills me and Ellis, if you're listening, hey, buddy, I don't get this one, dude. Is this the one who calls all the sodas Cokes? Coke. Yes. It's a, oh. apparently it's a big Georgia thing. They're like, I'll have a I'll have a Pepsi Coke. Like, what the what the hell's a Pepsi Coke? I don't know. Coke is I a once, brand. Okay, I got a funny story about this. I once was an asshole to somebody because they said they wanted a Coke and all I had was Sprite, and they're just like, <laughs> You got any you like, you got any Coke? I'm like, nah. I don't. And then he opened the fridge, saw a bunch of Sprite, and he, he got upset with me. And I'm just like, you can have a Sprite if you want. Like, no, no, you didn't want me to have your sodas. Well, he said Cokes again, but uh, like, you didn't want me to have your drinks, so I, I won't have your drinks. Like, you asked for a Coke. I didn't have any fucking Coke. I got Sprite. You want Sprite? Grab one. I don't, I don't care. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that one came from. You know why? Because the damn Coca-Cola factory is in Atlanta. I and know. I think they just Holy got used shit. to calling it Coke and it just bled throughout the state. Bravo, Coca-Cola. Bravo. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. That one always drove me nuts. Like, OK, it's like I tease some of my friends about the pop thing. Uh, Chev, hey, how you doing, buddy? Like we I'll tease people about the pop thing, but I don't get the Coke one. I just do not understand that one at all. I just. See, I've gotten in the habit. I don't call it soda. I don't call it Coke. I call it soda if I'm just talking generic, right? But I'll just ask for whatever the fuck I want at that particular time, like Mountain Dew or Coke or Sprite or Diet. Zero Mr. K? (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate that. You know what I fucking (laughs) meant. Whatever the equivalent is, that's what I fucking want. I was like, oh. Let me get a Diet Coke. Oh, we we have Pepsi products here. Then let me get a fucking Diet Pepsi. Let's go get me a a Diet Trick. Like, oh my God. Freaking Sierra Mist story. So one of the, one of the big, uh, one of the big podcasts and wrestling personalities I listen to is Jim Cornette. He was a manager back in the eighties. He's a very, very outspoken person these days, but he's one of those guys where he gets attention from going on rants. So he continues to do them even if he's exaggerating them. Not that you and I can relate to that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so, but he's a big Sprite drinker. That's always been his his drink of choice. And one of the interviews they did, they actually did a taste test with him. They, they had three cans. They were all, you know, nothing was labeled, right? And one of them was a Sprite, one of them was a 7-Up, and one of them was a Sierra Mist. And he fucking knew 
Which one was the Sprite almost immediately? And he took like extra sips of that cup. According to him, and I think he's right about this, 7-Up has an aftertaste. And I, it's been a while since I've had 7-Up, but I, f- I feel like that's true. And Sierra Mist he wasn't familiar with because apparently that's a regional thing. And where he's from in Kentucky, they don't have it. And I had no idea. I always thought Sierra Mist was just the alternative when you're doing the Pepsi line. Right. That's what I but thought. But it's apparently it's regional and not everybody has them. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? When I go to Sheets, you know, on a lunch break or something and I want to go grab a soda, they always have Sprite. They always have 7-Up. They'll have ginger ale. You know, those are the green bottles. But I've never seen like a bottle of Sierra Mist before. Like, I've never seen a two-liter Sierra Mist. Holy shit. You make me want to just go to a gas station right now and see. <laughs> right? If you're thinking about that now, right? I am. I've never seen it. So, now I'm starting to wonder where it comes from. I don't know, man. That's Does it just magically... I, like, I know, like, RC Cola is regional if they still make that shit. Yeah. And... and <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember... Surge and then Jolt and like those high they caffeine sodas. They still make yeah. them. I know they, the, they're they not as mainstream anymore, but. Well, yeah, they're, they don't have the amount of caffeine needed to cause a heart attack. Anymore, yeah. Which I think was their original problem. Oh, uh, God. Do you remember Coke came out with cocaine there at like their energy drink? Oh my god, yeah. I was just like, they what are you doing? Cocaine. What are you doing? Oh <laughs> That's god, terrible I a, marketing. I got a story about that. So we're in. All right. If anybody out there listening to this is familiar with Patterson, New Jersey, you know what where this is going. Everybody in New Jersey knows Camden is a really bad area. Uh everybody knows that. Newark has very bad areas, high blood population, things like that. And you all know Harlem, the Bronx, uh, parts of West Philadelphia, Detroit. You can re- you can oh, all relate man. to that, right? There's nothing wrong with the Bronx, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Which part of the Bronx are you talking about? Because I've been to Yankee Stadium and it's not in a nice area. <laughs> Listen, that was a, a long time ago. Things change. I haven't been there recently. Actually, I haven't been there since... When's the last time you've seen New York City in person? Um, Let's see. 9-11 happened in 2001. So, 2000. I guess it's been 20 years. Just there last year. So, let's... let's, We're going to move ahead. Which one of us us knows the damn city and which one doesn't? Listen, I was from Yonkers when I was there. And I was was in Yonkers when Yonkers was bad. Yeah, okay. Or like Pine Hills, which isn't really that bad compared to the other stuff I've said. They just like to think they are. I mean, it's bad for Orlando. <clears throat> there you go. All right. So everybody can relate to a bad part of a city, the the bad area and everything. Patterson, like the actual city of Patterson, is pretty much all of that. But the thing is, Patterson is so bad that nobody talks about it because it's just not worth talking about. Like, when bad things happen in Newark, it gets it makes the news. But Patterson, they just ignore it because it's so common. That's how bad Patterson is. 
Patterson <laughs> it's just like, do you hear someone got shot? Where? Patterson. Why the fuck are you telling me that? Yeah, clearly yeah. someone got okay, shot. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the only one that day. I guarantee it. <laughs> so one day in college, I had to, I offered my my buddy Alex a ride home and he lived in a pretty, pretty rough portion of Patterson. Look kind of bad for him. Good kid and everything. But while we were there, he, he insisted he was going to take us to the best chicken place we've ever had. The best fried chicken ever. And yes, I'm well aware that there's an obvious joke to be made there. And Alex, who's Hispanic, made the joke multiple times. But I'll just say this. That really was the best damn chicken sandwich I ever had in my life. Because it was a fried chicken sandwich and it was amazing. But you walk well, into this place. Also, and... everything tastes great when your heart's racing because you think you're going to die. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> First of all, when we got to this place, these guys tried to sell me DVDs out of a trash bag that I politely turned down immediately, like right as you get out of the car. And the the place you're in, the, the servers are serving you behind like bulletproof plexiglass with just uh, with just enough of a little gap to slide your food out to you. I'll tell you this. I was the only white guy in there. 100 oh, percent. The only white guy in there. And when we get while we're waiting for our food, the rest of the restaurant clears out, except for the three of us that were together and a a gentleman who was clearly having a bit of a fit in the corner that we were ignoring. Alex and Alex, if you're listening, I love you, man. (laughs) And I still tell the story because it was hysterical. Despite the fact that he lives in this area and should have known better to mention this word, decided to bring up the energy drink of cocaine. Well, our friend in the corner's ears immediately perked up and was curious if that's what we had and wanted to know if we could give him some. Oh, my God. Well, <sighs> that was a, I bet you that was a very interesting car ride home. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was when he, we left our house and I asked him he was giving us because this is back before anybody had GPS or anything. And I'm like, he's giving me directions back to the highway. And he goes, just do me a favor. Make a U-turn and go back out the way you came in because you don't want to go to that street. And he points up the corner, up the block. He goes, you don't want to go to that street. You might get shot on that street. And as you look up there, you see what's clearly a deal going down. And it looks like it's going bad. He's like, yeah, you don't want to go over there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the hell out of Patterson now. Jesus. And the best part was people were, you know, people like people were really like eyeing up the Jeep as I'm driving through. And I looked at my friend in the passenger seat. I'm like, I just want you to know that if we get stuck at a red light and somebody's approaching the vehicle, I'm going. And she's like, that's fine with me. <laughs> <clears throat> I've run a few red lights before. Oh, uh, on purpose. You? On purpose. I've once okay, so this was not Hello to all um, of our law enforcement listening to this show. Go for it. I don't care. I got a ticket and I was happy about it. I was fucking happy about it. I literally (laughs) so um where the hell was I? I was driving through Atlanta and this one car literally stopped behind me. The guy got out and he was holding something that looked like a gun, and I was like, nope. And I fucking ran the light and immediately, (laughs) immediately I I see uh, the red and blue lights and he pulled me over. He's like, why the hell did you run that light? And I I told him like straight up, 
Guy got my like car stopped behind me, got out, looked like he was holding a gun, and I said, "Fuck it, I got, I'd rather have a ticket." <laughs> and uh, he's just like, "Good call. Here's your ticket." <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would have to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, because I, I I had a rental car at the time. Um, I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was a pretty nice car. It was a Lincoln. And I probably shouldn't have been in that neighborhood. I realistically, I was looking for my, uh, the, the, what's it called? The Sheraton or whatever. Cause that's where we were all staying, like all the film people. And, uh, I was like, nah, this, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't the right area. There's no Sheraton on this street. And I just needed to leave. Uh, scary my buddy times. Tim, who, who might be listening to this, <clears throat> this show. And Tim, I apologize if I tell your, your story wrong, but. He was outside Atlanta filling up his gas tank one time, and a guy approached him for money. I think he asked him for like a dollar. <clears throat> and he said, I don't have a dollar, but I have a 20 and gave him a 20 instead. And this, the guy was like super thankful, like, sir, you are a gentleman and a scholar. And was just super appreciative and walked away. And I said, I said, why'd you even bother with the 20? He said, well, because I had a lot of expensive TV equipment in the back of my car. And I figured a twenty dollar bill is worth it to keep my TV equipment and get the hell out of this portion of Atlanta. <laughs> and I said, "That is a good call. That is well worth twenty dollars right there." <laughs> that uh, that twenty dollars was an insurance payment, and it paid out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know it was. You know it was terrible when we were driving through downtown Miami, and we went through the really some of the really really bad parts in the center, and it was right after it had rained, which. As anybody who's ever been to Florida knows, it rains in Florida. For and like an hour, and then an hour later, you can't even tell that it fucking <clears throat> rained. It didn't rain that hard that long, and all these streets in the bad areas are just flooded. It's like, do they just not care what happens to these people? Is there no drainage system in <laughs> in uh in Miami, in Miami Florida? A, a city that's prone to hurricanes has crappy drainage. I don't understand this. But the part, like, like I've seen ghettos. These were slums, dude. They were like, they were like shacks with sheet metal roofs just stacked on top of each other. And every one of them had a satellite dish. Yeah, and that's something that's something that I see a lot, actually, even up here. Like if I go to certain parts of Detroit, <clears throat> um, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's like makeshift houses with like the metal roofs and stuff like that. But everybody has a fucking satellite dish. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, well, I always wanted to talk about travel on the show, and I didn't realize we were going to get into these types of stories. But here we are. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, go figure. We were talk about Disney and and uh, and talk about bad neighborhoods because I feel like that's correlated. Actually, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> well, there's a stretch of uh, apartment complexes that we would we were looking at when I was working at Universal over on uh, on Kirkman, and it's like every other apartment complex goes from nice to crappy to nice to crappy. And oh, I noticed the, the trend was gated versus ungated. The, the ungated Metro West ones were area. problems. Yes, the Metro West area. The ungated ones were problems. The ones that were gated were fine. 
Yeah. And that that's was actually always how it was. A hundred percent accurate. A hundred percent accurate. It just um, met like I, I feel like Metro West itself, there was um oh, what is it? Those communities, those gated communities, they wouldn't allow you. You had to make so much money in order to live there, period. And they had a um a so I don't know if you know this, but most apartments, right, have to have a certain uh, a certain portion of whatever land they have for Section Eight, unless they uh, once they meet a maximum occupancy of something, right? So like, yes. let's say if you have under a hundred units, you don't need this. This doesn't apply or whatever. But once you reach <clears> two hundred <throat> units, a certain portion of it needs to be Section Eight. So a lot of these gated communities were owned by the same people but under different like um, business names so they don't affect each other's profits so technically they're different businesses and they just sectioned them off accordingly and that's why if you ever go to those gated communities there's not a lot it's not a lot there and I'm not saying anything bad about like section 8 but that it's shitty that they do that but the section 8 like dwellings, um, yeah. they'll have a separate portion for it. So, like, if you go to those bad neighborhoods, that's also owned by the same fucking company, but they have a lot more, and they just make that all Section Eight stuff, so they can keep their other neighborhoods clean. And it's fucked up because not not everybody in Section Eight is bad. Oh, of course, but not. A, but a lot. A lot are. <laughs> a lot are there because they chose poorly in life, unfortunately. A lot of them are victims of unfortunate events and stuff like that. But the no doubt there's some criminals there. That's just yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> it's it's crazy when you and you cra- crazy when you think about like like right here in Lancaster. In the actual city portion, because Lancaster City is so small, like it's, I think from the north end to the south end is only a couple of miles. Like it's walkable. It's 100% walkable from north end to south end in like, in like an hour to two hours tops. You know what I mean? So, like from the very so north not the walkable. Next so I would consider that not walkable. I ain't walking. No. <laughs> If it takes me an I've hour walked, to walk somewhere, I'm driving. I've walked from Penn Station to the Natural History Museum. And yes, it was a very long walk, but I've done it. So, but yeah, like, because because I go, always go through the city doing my delivery route because I go to an, a- an animal hospital in the Willow Street area, which is the town south of the city. And then the uh, Pet Emergency Treatment Service, that's our 24 hour 365 pet hospital that we have in the area. Most areas have, uh, you know, a, an all day, all night pet hospital. Ours is called the Pet Emergency Treatment Services or PETS, pets for short. You know, that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right up by the uh, by the train station, which is on the very north end of the city and about 10 minutes from my house. Right. And it only takes me if I if the traffic isn't bad. And I'm and I'm the lights are cooperating decently. I can get from the animal hospital of Willow Street to Pets in about 15 minutes. And that's accounting for the fact that and that's not all city driving either. 
like the first five minutes of that are you're getting out of Willow Street. So it's really only about a 10 minute drive from North End to the South End. <laughs> now, here's why I bring that up. You'll be on a street like Duke Street, which are these really nice houses, businesses, everything. Very nice downtown-ish area. You just go over a couple of streets. You end up on Lime Street. And the it just takes a downward spiral in quality. And because the city is so small, it's very easy to get from one of those sections to the other. So the crime is rampant. But it's, A, not as bad as you would think it is because the crime does basically stick to the one area. But, B, it's also one of those cities where you're never really out of the crime area, even in the nicer parts. So you always have to kind of be slightly more vigilant than you would be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's very easy to get around in the city. It's not like... It's not like you have to cross the bridge or something to get to the wrong side of the tracks. And now, now that you're here, it's going to take you a bit to get out of it. It's almost like if you're, it's, it's like going to 103rd Street in New York City, which is like the funniest street in the world. Because on one side of the street, it's, it's the cusp of upper Manhattan meeting Harlem. So like on one side of the street are rich white people in fur coats. And on the other side of the street is just Harlem. And it's like a day and night contradiction to itself. And the lower end of Harlem is not that bad, but you you see the difference almost immediately. Now go up to like 212th Street, you might have a much different opinion of the area. <laughs> uh, the higher yeah. the numbers go, the more likely you are to not make it. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh, who who does... Uh, Bill Burr does a, a good segment on that. Actually, yes. he's got like a good uh, comedic one. <clears throat> like, he's just like, where am I getting off at? 150th. Oh, Jesus, I don't think I can make it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's yeah. a... We've, we've had a lot of conversations about the... Uh, some of these great stand-up comedians and just how freaking hysterical they are. And sometimes oh. incredibly accurate. Yeah, Dude, Bill Burr on The Mandalorian was phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. yeah. The uh, chapter six, The Prisoner from the Mandalorian TV series where uh, and. Uh, I bet uh, you he Tom- loved every second of that. Like, I feel like he's a big Star Wars fan, too. So he had to he be. Was- I just love I love where he's like, maybe he's a Gungan under there. Is that why you don't want to take off of the helmets? <laughs> I hope uh, those characters come back. But being how we left them locked in prison and we know the rebels have possession of the prisoners because they reveal that in this season that you haven't seen yet oh well i mean spoilers i guess thanks (laughs) not not really not really it's uh there there are some x-wing pilots who talk about how mando helped them obtain some high-ranking criminals and i'm pretty sure that's who they were referring to because they, they're, they're talking about the incident on that ship. How wow. how we know we're, we, we could arrest you right now for crimes, but we know that you didn't murder uh, the young rebel that was piloting the ship. And uh, we also know that you obtained some high-level criminals that we were after. So, yeah, it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> uh, I can't... I, I'd love to spoil some stuff, Um 
<clears throat> but I, I'll talk about this because this isn't really a spoiler. We knew it was coming and I knew it was coming. And when you see the thumbnail of the episode, you'll know she's in it. But uh, my favorite wrestler currently is Sasha Banks. Real name Mercedes Renato, which is how she's actually credited in the episode. And the uh, the third episode this season, which is chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, uh, she's in it. And I've been waiting for that because I think I've told the story before, but real quick. She disappeared back in February for a couple of weeks, and the rumors were she had shot scenes for The Mandalorian. And that's why she wasn't on Monday Night Raw. And then the rumors just vanished. Like, nobody talked about it. And as we're getting closer to the premiere of The Mandalorian, I'm like looking up Sasha Banks Mandalorian on Google. And all I'm finding are all these articles from January, March or, you know, March at the latest. Right. Yeah. And there was never any follow up. And then they're like, oh, we're going to get a Mandalorian trailer like next week. And all of a sudden, Sasha Banks and Gina Carano are having a Twitter feud. And I'm like, okay, that timing's a little too coincidental that they would suddenly be jawjacking on Twitter. But again, we hadn't heard anything. And then here comes the the first trailer. And in the trailer, you see the hooded figure stalking Mando. And it's her. And immediately I see Twitter just explodes. And then she finally posted something about it. And I'm just like, that had to be so frustrating because that meant her lips had been sealed for the whole freaking year. Holy shit. Yeah. And then she finally was able to discuss it or at least just reveal the fact that she was in it. So she's in this episode and it's got a huge tie into the Clone Wars. And it wasn't uh, – it's not a spoiler, but don't get excited. She doesn't play Sabine Wren. She doesn't play a famous character. But there's other things going on in the episode that are going to make you be like, oh, this is awesome. And the episode itself was phenomenal. Good action-packed episode. Advancing the main storyline and has a reference at near the end that will make anybody who's followed Star Wars or this expanded universe, Clone Wars, Rebels, all that stuff uh, is going to make them squeal with fanboy delight. So, Eric, you need to freaking get on this already so we can start I know, discussing man, this. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been busy <laughs> trying to buy this damn condo. <laughs> cool. While you're filling out the paperwork, put on the Mandalorian, damn it. No, no, I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know that, actually. What's funny is if you go to Sasha Banks' IMDb, uh, her pro- her profile picture is actually one of her wrestling promo shots. But for the videos, it's the trailer for The Mandalorian. So she's just right there next to Baby Yoda. That's got to be a huge <laughs> honor for her. I would like to see the baby. Uh, he's sleeping. <laughs> Um, oh man! What was I just what was I just about to say about the Mandalorian? Um, you know that Werner Herzog, who played the client last season, he he didn't know anything about Star Wars, but he actually yelled at them when they were shooting the the Baby Yoda scenes twice, once for the once with the puppet, and then once to do CGI. And he was like, "You guys are cowards! Trust your puppet." So they've only ever used the puppet because he yelled at them. They've never <laughs> once CGI'd Baby Yoda. Because Werner Herzog, veteran actor Werner Herzog, screamed at them and called them cowards for not trusting in their own effects. And I appreciate the hell out of that because, because I think the puppet is the absolutely the way to go. Yeah. Absolutely the way to go in this in this day and age. 
Oh yeah, Sasha did post a picture on her Instagram of her like taking a selfie in front of the TV on the closing credits when her name is up on the screen. And she's like, I'm literally just screaming about this. I've been screaming and crying about this all day. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) And the episode she's in was another one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who I think did a really good job last season. So, you know, it's one of those deals. You you trust her judgment to put on a good good series there. And do you know... The, the Mark Hamill story about how keeping his lips sealed about the, the big spoiler of Darth Vader being his father. He told the story on a talk show. Have you ever heard it before? No. So basically what he said was he's like, in the first Star Wars movie, nobody gave a shit, right? He would pass the script around to everybody. He'd be like, this is really goofy. You got to read this. Nobody cared. But when Empire came out, Star Wars had become a thing. So they're filming in London, and he said there were always these people outside the studio. They had, like, 50-pound notes, right, that they were trying to for, – for those of you – for those of you silly Americans who don't know what a 50-pound note is, it's a $50 bill. How about that? 50-pound note is how, what they call their money for people who don't understand British stuff. <laughs> Ian, how you doing across the pond, buddy? <laughs> I, I hope I – I'm sure I still didn't explain that well enough, but – so, um, they would always be walking around, like, trying to get info on Star Wars. And what Mark Hamill had said was they actually leaked the wrong information. Because in the script, the line was originally set that the big reveal was, you don't know the truth, Obi-Wan killed your father. And Mark Hamill actually thought that was a great twist, because now Alec Guinness is going to be the bad guy, right? And that's the info that they actually leaked out. He said there was, like, a tabloid that had... A headline that, not even a headline, just a little blurb in the corner that said, like, Guinness was the head baddie in Star Wars 2 or something like that. But he said, one day he gets called into uh, Ivan Kirshner's office, right? He's like, he was like, it was like going to the principal's office. He goes, I'm going to tell you something that I know and George knows. And now you're going to know. And if this leaks, we're going to know it was you. And they they revealed the big line is uh, that Darth Vader is his father. And he said Mark Hamill's initial reaction was, is this true? He's like, well, that's how you're going to play it. (laughs) (laughs) And he said he said he had to he had to hold that for a year and a half until he finally got to go to the premiere. And he said the cast and crew didn't even know. So when they got to that scene in the theater, everybody was just shocked. Because he had kept the secret, because he successfully kept the secret. And he says, Harrison Ford turns around in his seat and he goes, hey, kid, you didn't fucking tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I, I'm like, that's got to be awesome. But can you just imagine having a like, I actually. And that's got to be tough for somebody, for somebody like, like Sasha like Banks. Yeah, well, Tom Holland. Let's talk about Tom Holland. Tom Holland. They told him that that scene in Endgame was a wedding scene because they knew he was going to spoil it. Oh my god! Uh, Tom Holland can't keep his goddamn mouth shut. I love that what he leaked the, that he what was, was Spider Man. What was the that big he was, thing he spoiled too? Right, that he was Spider Man. That he was going to be the yeah. new Spider-Man. He's going to be the new Spider-Man, and they didn't want him he, to say that. Well, he he like ripped open the letter. He was live streaming or something like that, 
and then the uh he he just read congratulations and then he realized that the back half was just it said the spider-man stuff and he's like oh no 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 <laughs> he went over to the camera to try to shut it off <laughs> and it was too late like he literally like the world found out before tom holland did <laughs> that he was gonna be in oh, spider-man tom <laughs> oh tom holland his career freaking blew up after that too like oh yeah because if you look at his if you look at his filmography, he's not really in anything. But when he plays Peter Parker in Civil War, almost immediately after that, after Homecoming is when all this stuff started blowing up for him. Because he got all this he got all the Spider Man and Avengers films, and then that's how he got cast in uh, Doolittle. He got cast in Onward, and now he's got three up uh, four upcoming projects because they got the untitled. They're filming the new Spider Man sequel now. They just haven't titled it yet. But yeah, he his career actually blew up as a direct result of him playing Spider-Man. And then they realized he couldn't... Because I think he revealed something for Civil War, too. Uh, not Civil War. Um, he revealed something for Infinity War. Not a huge spoiler, but he revealed something that they weren't happy with. So that's when they started. They're like, all right, here's how we're handling this from now on. Um, let's, On the topic of Spider-Man... Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? I have not. I've heard it is excellent, though. It is excellent. Um, I'm not sure if you know anything about Miles Morales. but I know he's the, got a game coming out. The, yes, we'll talk about that pretty soon, I guess. Um, but Miles Morales before Into the Spider-Verse was a very meh Spider-Man. It's basically just... He was basically Peter Parker. He had no... Um, I guess, character development for himself. Into the Spider-Verse. And I don't want to go too deep into it because I, I honestly believe you should just watch it. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm not that familiar with all of Spider-Man lore, so if it might be helpful to explain stuff to me. Because I don't know all the multiverse stuff in Spider-Man. Okay. Well, in this universe, Miles Morales is the Spider-Man. Now, there's still Peter Parker, right? Um, right. Who is Spider-Man in a different universe. And then um, they have Spider, Spider-Ham, which is like Porky Pig Spider-Man type of thing. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that one. That one actually cracks me up. Spider-Ham. Yes. I like that a now, lot. Now, my favorite Spider-Man in, this, in the series or in that movie was Spider-Man Noir, which is played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that's awesome let me tell you it does not disappoint man it does not anyway it's a really good movie i definitely recommend it but um the villain in spider-man in, in that particular spider-man there's a lot of villains first off they show a lot of fucking villains but there's one there's two there's two villains in there that are really gut-wrenching that were just like oh man i didn't see that coming or if you did see it coming, it's just his origin story is way better than the Peter Parker origin story. Because he but, actually has like a – without telling me, but doesn't he actually have like a really tragic origin story? I mean, so does Peter Parker if you think about it. Uncle Ben dies and, and you know, he's just like, no, I fucking yelled at him. I'm not now. saying That's his like, wasn't tragic, but I'm saying – Right, right. Miles his Morales is also has tragic. a little bit of a – yeah, his he has a little bit of a rougher go. Yeah. It was it was I think definitely I did rough. Know that. Okay. 
but yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. Um, there are a couple of people in there that are also spider, they're, they're the Spider-Man in their universe. Um, and I like the, the fact that I, I'm probably going to ruin the, do you, do you care or not? Really? Just do it. Just do it. Because okay. like I said, I don't know anything and this nope. might actually help my enjoyment. The actual Peter Parker that we recognize or the Spider-Man that we recognize is not played by Peter Parker. If you actually look at their roles, right? The Peter Parker that shows in the beginning has been Spider-Man for years. He's like what we think of Spider-Man at the end of or near the end of his career. That's that Spider-Man. The Spider-Man that's going through... um, You know, going to school, teenage... And, you know, the the Spider-Man that made Spider-Man is actually played by Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy is Spider-Man. Spider-Gwen. Okay, I know about Spider-Gwen. I I actually did know about that. So that's... You're not spoiling anything there. Okay, so... I think that like she's probably got a very tragic story and they kind of bring it up a little bit and if you're familiar with the spider-man comics you would definitely know but in her universe she's spider-man and peter parker is her best friend and peter parker dies and that's what made you know that's her origin story but what they don't tell you literally the opposite of his because she dies in his universe but what they don't tell you is that Spider-Man was actually um, what's his name the uh, the lizard um, fuck I can't remember his name but he is the lizard villain and Gwen Stacy defeated the lizard villain and killed Peter Parker she didn't know that Peter Parker was the lizard one or the lizard villain so she actually ended up killing Peter Parker that's her origin story and that's fucking awesome but Miles Morales is still <coughs> fucking top notch. Like I, I watching that movie made me interested in every single version of Spider-Man that there could possibly be, and I'm I, I just want to pick them all up. There's a uh, there's an anime one, um, an anime Peter or Spider-Man, which is not really it's it's kind of like a mecha Spider-Man. She she's super smart. She makes a robot that's like a spider, and she uses it like a Gundam. And that's oh, that's awesome. yeah. It's, that is it's awesome, a, right? It's 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 fucking great. Like you need to see it. It's not like as as big as a Gundam, but it's fucking hilarious. And then it can shrink and stuff like that, so it actually acts like a, a robot. But the list of villains, the list of villains in this. So you got Kingpin, you got Tombstone, you got Scorpion, you got Green Goblin in there at, at some points. And then like I I don't want to say anyone else because it's actually very crucial to the story but that there's an, a, a very big list of fucking villains in this movie and it's all played out very well you need to see well, it. i i will i will i will see it it's i've got the list of movies that like i uh i have to see and that actually has been on it for a while because there's a list of uh of superhero movies outside the MCU or the DC universe that they're working on right now that I haven't seen going really quickly back to Nicolas Cage though. I'm a big fan of his appearance in kick-ass. Yes. And I loved his character there where he's basically just Batman. Yeah. Those are the only two superhero movies I like him in. I will say that. There we go. Oh, really? Are you sure? There's not another Nicolas Cage superhero movie out there? 
that you there's, enjoy. There's no other Nicholas Cage superhero <laughs> movie that exists. Oh, okay. Oh, not the bees. That's still one of my favorites. <laughs> not the bees. Oh. <laughs> Dude, Nicolas Cage is such a great actor because when he wants to act well, you know he can. So either he's just a horrible victim of bad direction or he just don't give a fuck in those movies. I really feel like it's the it's the latter on that one. I really feel like he doesn't give a fuck. They probably didn't pay him enough and he's really pissed off at his agent. So he just, uh, everything. Like, uh, yeah. Did you ever see, uh, Jimmy Fallon playing him on Celebrity Jeopardy. No. It was the one with uh, where Sean Connery does the penis mightier for the pen is mightier. Oh. Because he's going like, oh, I've got to ask you, Trebek, about the penis mightier. And I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little more Celebrity Jeopardy because right after we lost Sean Connery, we lost Alex Trebek. Oh, man. I know. But that was what one of the fucking. I know. What, that was one of the celebrity cameos was... Uh, Nicholas Cage was playing, or, or uh, not Nicholas Cage. Jimmy Fallon was actually playing Nicholas Cage, and it was pretty funny. That clip is really hard to come by for some reason. It's one of those ones where the only clip you can find is a really, really, really poor quality version of it that you have to like download off a pirate site. I've. So the, I've, I wonder if he doesn't like it and he just. <clears throat> ask them to take it down and stuff well there's a bunch of celebrity jeopardies available on youtube on the official page but they don't have all of them and i've noticed some of the ones they have are the funnier ones but i always feel like they're missing one or two like going back to spider-man there is a great one where toby Maguire plays keanu reeves and they don't have that one up on youtube and i'm not sure why but it's absolutely hysterical you got <laughs> <coughs> excuse me but i'm like cracking up and coughing just trying to th- think of the impression but like it was one of those ones where trebek gets frustrated at the end he goes you know what the new category is anything just write anything anything you want just write it and they get to keanu reeves and he's like you wrote down nothing he's like the the question was write anything and you got it wrong i am speechless <laughs> and you wagered 11 billion dollars which is not even a real number. <laughs> but one of my favorites is because, uh, of course, it's because Toby Maguire does a really funny Keanu Reeves. And he says, uh, I will take balloons for 800, if you please. That's not a category. My mistake. I shall then choose balloons for 600. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks him. Uh, oh, yeah, it was colors that end in purple was the was the answer. And Keanu Reeves buzzes in and goes, I will venture a guess. Who is Jaleel White? Is that not the gentleman who played Erpel, the humorous fellow with the glasses who loves cheese? Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, at losing uh, losing Alex Trebek right after Sean Connery was pretty sad. But I have a I have a Jeopardy story that I'm not think I don't think you're actually familiar with this. Uh, and I don't know if I ever told this story in any of the other podcasts, but uh. The all-time winningest champion on Jeopardy right now is Brad Rutter. Um, the, the one before him was Ken Jennings, the famous Mormon. He was on for like like 30-something weeks or something insane like that. And uh, he had been on the longest. But then Brad Rutter became the all-time winningest champion, winning the most, the most money, like, cumulatively, right? 
Right. Well, Brad Rutter happens to be from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he is the brother of a gentleman who married a girl I went to high school with who helped us move here. So I actually know him somewhat, and I've actually met him and, like, talked to him and everything. When we were first planning our move up to Lancaster, this would be back in May of 2014, uh, Brad was actually appearing on a, uh, a special Champions edition of Jeopardy with Ken Jennings and another gentleman whose name I can't remember, but I think he had won, like, the basically, he had won the most money in a single session. So basically, this guy, like, he basically answered every question and doubled down constantly on the double jeopardies and walked away with like an insane amount of money in one in one shot. So they had the three of them on. They did a little championship thing. And that episode happened to be airing while we were staying at their house because we were looking to move up here. She let us stay at her house for a couple of days so I could network with her husband, Greg, who has some connections in the city and everything. Right. So, like, it was a, it was one of those pretty cool things because we were we were torn on where we were going to move in Pennsylvania. We had we were looking more towards the Scranton Wilkesbury area because I have a lot of friends up there f- through wrestling. But my friend Kristen happened to live in Lancaster, and she highly recommended it. And we ended up choosing Lancaster mostly because that's where I got the job offer. But I don't regret choosing Lancaster because it's a beautiful area, and I love living here. But it just so happened that this was airing while we were up there. So they actually threw a Jeopardy party. And I've never attended a party where we all sat and watched Jeopardy. But lo and behold, there we were. And Brad won. He beat the other two schlums. Eat it, Ken Jennings, you Mormon bastard. <laughs> like, <laughs> eat it. Brad kicked his ass. Also, one of the questions was pro wrestling related. And Brad got it right. So I kind of geeked out about that, too. It was like it was like what what sport features creative characters like Gorilla Monsoon, and Brad immediately buzzed in and was like, "What is pro wrestling?" Correct. I was like, "Damn, I would have been really pissed off if he didn't get that right." But uh, but Brad has been super involved with Jeopardy over the years. He's gone back and done a bunch of times, and uh, because he had been on the show for so long, kind of like Ken Jennings, he actually befriended Alex Trebek. So when Trebek passed away, that was actually like one of those celebrity deaths where it actually hits a little close to home because you kind of know a guy who's friends with him. And I'm sure that's that's unfortunate because from what I understand, Alex Trebek, if you were on the show for a while, Alex Trebek would form a friendship with you because he was just a really fucking nice guy because he's Canadian. They're all nice guys. Right. Isn't that like the thing? Canadians are just really nice. Not all of them. I feel like they're all nice once they hit like twenty five plus. Before then, fuck. yeah, well, fuck Celine Dion, much. but uh, you know, Bieber, I guess. Yeah, Bieber is a Bieber is a perfect example. Celine Dion got mad at us because we didn't acknowledge her as a celebrity. Because you know how you're taught in the theme parks to treat all celebrities like regular guests. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, man, you, 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 know, you tried with Pop, you tried with Papa Hatfield, but didn't really work, <laughs> dude. did it? No, no, nope, not, not, not at all. You know, who but, is another one who is very like a giant fucking diva? Um, Mariah Carey. Oh, that's no surprise there. Yeah, no, not a just, surprise there. 
I was just like, this bitch. I mean, no, well, no all, I said, all I said what I said. <laughs> all she wants for Christmas is you. Well, all I want is for you to leave me the fuck alone. I was like, all she wanted was her fucking child who was not of height to ride. <clears throat> I like how you she just, started you know who I am? one of the managers and I'm just like, oh, oh no, he's, he's not that team. I'm sorry. That's not going to work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, because there's a, there's always, um, There's always the thing, right? Like, there's always the thing that some managers would sometimes override people on that always pissed us off. But the one thing they could never do, no matter how badly you whined and bitched, is they were never going to override the safety protocols. And that was the one thing I always knew we could get away with. Yeah. Is if I want to, I want to speak to your manager. I was always like, "Okay, good," because guess what? Your kid's not doing. <laughs> yeah, and they get yeah, so uh, mad, right. and then uh, I hate when they're like, they won't let them ride this, but they'll give them fast passes for like a different ride. I understand if they weren't such a bitch or or whatever. Like, yeah. okay, first off, if you go to a ride, right? And it's a genuine fucking mistake. You're you're with your kid. You make it. You wait in this line that's like an hour and a half. You make it all the way there. And then you find out that he cannot ride. That's on us. We will do whatever it is except right. for the, you know, the ride to make this right. So if you want to like go to a different ride and not wait, guess what? We'll, we'll do that. We'll actually make you a little – we'll write you something or we'll give you a fast pass for that ride that – you can go whenever you want. It's not like, oh, come back at a, a different time. It's whenever the fuck you feel like doing it, just go over there. You don't have to wait in line. And you can ride it. And sometimes we'll we'll give you multiples. Like I know for a fact I, when I worked over at Soren, or um, yeah, mostly Soren actually. So when I worked over at Soren, there's been times where they just it, – it's such a popular ride. You can't catch everyone going in to the line. You should be able to, right? But sometimes <coughs> shit happens. That's a massive mob in front of that ride. It, There's it a mob really of people is. that go in. So I get I get that. And and sometimes that, that line can get ridiculous, like upwards to like 240 minutes, all right? Mm-hmm. So, Seen that before. And depending on how long the ride is, I've seen it where – if the kid makes it all the way through, you're not waiting in line for anything else for the rest of the fucking day. I, I promise you. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. You're, you're, you're going to be angry at that moment. We'll let you do a child swap. And then by the time you're done, as long as you're not like a complete prick, right? Uh, by the time you're done, you have so many fast passes. You could do whatever it is that you want to do. You want to go over to Nemo? Cool. No wait. Yeah, done. exactly. You okay, I'm going to go gonna, over to I'm going to follow up on what you just said here. And I want all of our listeners to understand this. The people in the theme parks have the power to take care of any negative situation. And if you, I understand how frustrating it can be. Trust me. I get it. But if you just, if you're polite and understanding, trust me, you can walk away with a decent amount of stuff. But if you're an asshole, you will get the bare minimum every time. They can do more for you depending on how you handle the situation. So f- please, please be polite. 
I promise you, if you experience a negative situation at the parks and you handle it with poise, good things will happen to you. I promise. But if you're I... a dick, if you're an <sighs> ass, if you're a bitch, people like Eric and I will make sure we do the bare minimum to get you the hell out of there. And we will not take care of you as much as we could have. So one of the best things that I've done, and this is at Epcot, by the way, I was working Soren. <clears throat> I was actually going to be working a double. I had, uh, I was the mid over at Soren, and I was going to be closing fireworks. This, in uh, the exact same situation, and I did not notice this at first, but they went through, not only did they go through the normal line, they weren't supposed to. Because they had, they were using the stroller as a wheelchair. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have, um, uh, they didn't use their, um, their normal wheelchair. They used one of our, or sorry, not normal. <coughs> they didn't use their normal stroller. They used one of our strollers, which we didn't find first off. So I was very angry at my greeter about that. And then I was very angry at my merge person who's supposed to blend the normal line and the regular line together to go to the ride because she didn't catch it either. <clears throat> and they made it all the way to our actual loader, and then checked the height and was not tall enough. And, um, uh, like, there was so much that went wrong there and 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 literally the mother started crying didn't say anything hasn't said a word to anybody yet just started crying because like they waited so long and this is the first ride that like she picked the ride not the mother the kid picked the ride said i want to do this I'm like yes absolutely so they're doing this for this kid and i'm just like fuck me man got me right in the feels and i'm just like you know what no fuck it I took that family and I was just like, you tell me how, how, what's your plan? What do you want to do today? And, uh, they told me exactly how their day was going to be like. And for some of the rides that we cannot get fast passes for, right? Like very popular rides during peak seasons. I can't just give you fast passes to like, let's say test track. Or right, like it's because it's also fucking busy. Like if we're mm -hmm. at a two hundred and forty minute wait, they're also at a two hundred and forty minute wait, and it's outside. So if it rains, they're fucked too. <laughs> like you know, like it, if it rains in Florida, which is rare, I know, but if it rains in Florida, <laughs> that ride's kind of fucked. I went out of my way. I made sure that didn't have to wait in any line for the rest of the fucking day. And on top of that, I, uh, I actually got them, uh, the seats. We, you know how we had, uh, the special seating area for the fireworks where like no one is there except for like maybe two or three families. Yeah. So I got them that. And then on top of that, cause I knew they were going to show up for that. I also got them ice creams and stuff. Uh, so when they showed up, I gave them the Mickey bars, which are hands down the best ice creams you can get in the park mm -hmm. outside of, yeah. So outside of I Dole got Whip. them, yeah, outside of Dole Whip, that, that's pretty much it. But we and, don't have uh, Dole Whip at Epcot. So you're working with what you got. Exactly. I mean, I could have gotten all the way to the fucking Polynesian, gotten Dole Whip, brought it back, but it would have <laughs> been, <laughs> it would have been either one of two things. It would have either been melted 
or it would have been gone because I probably would have had it myself. But <laughs> but yeah, no, like I I hooked this family up, man. Uh, like they didn't have to wait for shit. They were ecstatic. They rode everything. So like all the boat rides. Um, at the time, it wasn't frozen. It was just a Mexico boat ride. But that was where they started off. And Norway. I mean, they they had a blast. Or uh, yeah, sorry, Norway. Um, but they they had a blast. They they told me they they did everything in the park. Uh, some things more than twice. I called around to the uh, different attractions, like over at Nemo and stuff like that, and told them exactly yeah. what was going on because there's some passes I didn't have. That I was just like, listen, there's this family, this is their name, and, and stuff like that. And I told them what was going on. <clears throat> and apparently, they went out of their way, too, and called even more people. So, they did rides multiple times. They did, like, a, um, they got to, like, she had a, a basically a one-on-one conversation with uh, Crush, the turtle. With, talk, like, the turtle, uh, turtle talk yeah, with yeah, Crush. Yeah. yeah. So, if you guys don't know, that's a, a show. It's a, it's a Finding Nemo um centric show where you get to ask the turtle questions and he in turn will ask questions back and normally they'll pick people at random and but no not this show this show was just like just talking to her anyway yeah no man it it was fucking awesome and then they came back and i gave them the ice cream they told me they were going to uh um mgm studios next or hollywood studios rather um the, the next day and I was just like, man, I really wish I could do something for them for over there too. And I knew a couple of people. I'm just like, ah, well, may I'll tell them, but I doubt they'll anything happen. I don't know if they they did anything for them, but I told a couple of my friends who worked over at the studios at the time. <clears throat> anyway, that's the kind of shit that can happen if you're just fucking nice. If you have but- a genuine bad experience and you're not freaking out about it, that's what can happen for you yes but these people who they you can because you can always tell and don't think we can't tell people because we can you can always tell the people who are blatantly doing stuff to get something for free we know who they are yeah and we're gonna let you get one or two things for free to get you out of our hair but trust me you're not gonna get that far with it because we also track the stuff that we give you and I've heard those stories before about the people who they would get so much free stuff that eventually they would just get removed from the park. Like there was a story about one of the. Uh, I remember I heard this during training. There was a uh, a family that every single time they came through the park, they, they got something for free. Every every ride they had an issue on every meal they had a problem with every hotel room had an issue right they were constantly getting discounts and stuff for free so they were tracking this family and they had they had they had accumulated like over a thousand dollars worth of free stuff at this point and they were in guest relations in epcot making a complaint again about something and uh somebody um It was actually like one of like the presidents of the park too, like one of the really high up executives in the park escorted them to a uh, escorted them to a backstage area. And they're thinking, oh, good, we're really going to get something for free today. And he escorted them right out the door where security was waiting. And he turns around and he goes, it has come to our attention that we are unable to please you here at Walt Disney World and goes through the list of all the stuff like. 
you know, we have attempted to, we, we've attempted, to, our hotel rooms are not up to your standards. We can't please you with our meals, you know, our merchandise, whatever. Like, no matter what we do, we can't, we can't appease you. So we're no longer interested in your business. And they kicked them out of the park. And the family was apparently shocked that this happened to them. Like, they couldn't believe that all this stuff that they had gotten got thrown back at them. And they got escorted out by, like, the president of Epcot. <laughs> yep. That shit will happen. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. Do you remember Gypsy Season? Gypsy Season. Oh, my season. God. Gypsy Season. All right. I'll give you an example. We have a bunch of people. Um, we call them the Gypsies. Um, and it happens every so often. Uh, it's not every year. But it's like, it feels like it's every year, but it's not every year. They'll go to the parks. They'll pay for a ticket to go into the Walt Disney World. And they'll experience everything. And they'll get a bunch of shit for free. And they, they're they pretty good at getting away with it. Basically, what they'll do is they'll be really nice. Like, let's say they get hungry. They'll go over to, for example, Electric Umbrella. They'll go over to – and they're dressed nice, right? They're not dressed like hillbillies or anything like that. But they're dressed nice. They'll talk to these guests who were just about finished eating, ask them how everything was, <coughs> and, you know, listen to them or whatever, and then offer to clean up their table for them. And what they'll do is they'll take that, they'll take the receipt, they'll throw all everything away, but they'll hold on to the receipt. They'll go up to the counter and be like, hey, I just noticed that, I mean, we finished our meal already, but I never got my fries. And then they'll get like a free thing of fries. Or <coughs> they'll uh, get their drink, they'll bring the drink up like, and be like, I'm, this fell onto the floor. I lost my drink. Is, uh, is there anything I can do? And uh, in we have a policy where, like, you know, if we see spilled drink or whatever, as long as it's not uh, not alcoholic, we'll we'll replace it. It's it's a drink. Mm -hmm. It's a soda. So they'll get free drinks and free food. On top of that, they'll go in and they will actually buy stuff, right? So like, let's say so, let's say they'll buy something valuable. Or maybe not so valuable, but like uh, I'm trying to think. They'll buy a shirt, right? They'll buy a, a medium. I know, I know shirt. what you're going to say. Yeah, they buy a shirt yeah. and then something happens to the shirt. Uh, and it's not even that something happens to the shirt. What they'll do is they'll buy the shirt. They'll go out. Um, then they'll go back in. They'll go back to where they just got that shirt. Get another shirt. Go back to the counter and just be like. This didn't fit the way that I thought, and they didn't have any of my size. Is there any way I can get a refund on this? And then they'll get the money back. But clearly... I have, I have never heard of this before, by the way, Gypsy Season. I've never heard of this happening. See, I did security for a while, and that's when I found out about it. But there's there's a group of people, and that's exactly what they they do. They're just they're, – they're carn artists by trade, and they go through – and they buy all this stuff. Now, they'll pay for the ticket to get into the park, but they steal so much shit as far as, like, merchandise and stuff that they can make a profit from just buying a ticket for a day. Yeah. So, they'll be like a <clears> – <throat> I'm trying to think. So, a ticket to the parks for one day 
on average, right? Let's say it's a hundred dollars, which we know it's more than a hundred dollars right now, but we'll say it's a hundred dollars. Okay, for argument's sake, we'll say a hundred dollars. Right. Now, let's say they have two to three groups of five each, and that's five hundred dollars for five people. But if there's five people, there's probably some discounts involved. It's a family thing. They're there for one day. They get a discount. So let's say it brings up to like 350 bucks to go in. Okay. How many shirts do you need? Like really? To make it 300 Like at $35 a piece or at, yeah, basically $35 a shirt. You only need 10 shirts. You don't need to do that a handful of times. So there's a lot of fucking stores everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. And they also uh, shirts. And, yeah. On top of that, Epcot, I don't know if they still do this, but they have this thing where it's like a a half day ticket. <coughs> where if you're going in after two o'clock, it's cheaper. Yes. And it's I only remember in, that. Yeah. So you could literally go to Epcot, and that's where most of them were anyway. And then we have uh Mouse Gear, which is I don't know if that's still there actually. Is that still there? You're asking me. I I moved years before you did. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Mouse Gears is like the biggest fucking shop, right? Uh, and to put it in perspective, like, think of the size of Walmart, but with multiple entrances and different registers. Like, you, there's not one exit or one entrance. So you can go into a store, do this routine with several different people. And nobody, and only a handful of people have ever seen you maybe once. So everything seems legit. Right, right. And that's the other through. thing too is like when somebody's been a, a jerk or they've done something, we generally remember that person, specifically what they're wearing and what their 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 basic facial features are, so we can recognize them again. Right. And sometimes we'll even communicate that across the park if we're on the lookout for somebody. But yeah, right. if, if it seems legitimate, you don't even think about it twice. Especially if, I mean, if if you're dressed up nice, you're not being rude, and everything checks out. Like, I honestly, before I, I heard about this, I, I never would have thought about it. Like, honestly, you go, you buy a shirt, and it's not the right size, and they don't have the size that, you know, that you are. And they ask for a receipt, like a, a refund. And you look at the timestamps, and it's only like a 20-minute difference from when they purchased the item. Maybe that's enough time for them to go to the bathroom, try to put it on, and it didn't fit. Right. And then you're just like, okay, don't even think about it. You just accept the shirt back, which, by the way, I mean, all the shirts are, like, the same. They're they're all the fucking same. You don't know what it is. It's just, okay, yeah, that's the shirt. It says medium. It's medium. Um, to, it's today's date. It's only been 30 minutes. They're bringing back the shirt. Here's your money back. You don't think, oh, is this the, like... The same model shirt, but they just took another one off the shelf. You don't think about that. <coughs> They're very clever like that. So but that is gypsy season. I feel like I feel like you just gave a lot of <laughs> listeners ideas on how to grift, but you also just like educated a bunch of people in the industry how to how to look for this shit at the same time. So oh. I'm not sure whether we should be condemning you for this or praising you for this. I, you know, like most of my life, probably a little bit of both. Um, but they do have undercover people in the stores now, right? And they, oh, they yeah, pose I, as, I know that. 
Yeah. So they got people, they call them plainclothes operatives or whatever they want to call them now. PCOs. There we go. <clears throat> and they, they're they there to just look like random shoppers, but they're keeping an eye on their products, right? They're not watching people. They're watching products because they're not allowed to watch people. Uh, every camera that's on Disney property <clears throat> is not watching people. It's watching property. And that's how they get away with some of that stuff. If you just happen to do something in front of the property that they're watching, that's one thing. But they're not watching people. That's very – it's terminology is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Disney cares more about their stuff. Let's be yeah. real. Right. I didn't see that kid fall. I saw him take that pencil though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now the pencil's embedded in him. Well, maybe he shouldn't have stolen the pencil. Yeah. Should Don't we educate thing. our listeners about tour group season? I don't think Ooh. we've talked about that. No, let's talk about tour group season. Let's. All right. Listen up. Listen up, people. I know that summer is the best time, or I shouldn't say best. Summer is the easiest time for you to go on vacation. Do not go to Disney in the summertime. Not only is it incredibly busy and abnormally hot because fl- summers in Florida are brutal. There's another reason why you don't want to go there. So, Eric, who get, who likes to visit Disney a lot in the summer? <clears throat> okay, South America as a whole loves to come up to Disney. And when I say South America, I mean pretty much all of South America. Argentina, Brazil, Brazil. Argentina. yeah, those are the two big ones. I mean, I've and, seen I've seen a Peruvian group before, but you know, it's really it's really the big two countries. Yeah. So, those two and don't get them mixed up. Oh my god! Yeah. I will tell that story after we explain. Oh my god, that's like okay. So we also have no, this the, um, the West Side b- Story. Before, we, that yeah, b- before we continue with this, uh, we have events that happen on Disney property all the time, right? We have um, this a cheerleading event that happens every year. They stay over at the All Star, and then it's basically what's that movie that's called like Bring It On or something like that. Yeah, is that the cheerleading movie? It's that, I but it happens so, at yeah. Disney, and it's like like it's like a, a national and uh, international competition, and all the cheerleaders go there. And you would think that's fucking awesome, right? Like all these college girls. No, no, it's not. It's fucking disgusting, and you you, you just like, oh my god, it's so bad. Cut like cheerleaders. I are feel the like I'm worst. gonna get arrested if my eyes look in the wrong direction. Yes, at certain certain ages, right? Like when the colleges are there, it's fine, it's nice. But you, the the bad part is you don't know when it transitions from college to like high school. So you're just like, why? Don't take the risk. Just don't, and just don't talk to any of them. It, when they're there, actually, don't fucking go. Just don't take a vacation. Don't do nothing. Anyway, <clears throat> they also have a dance competition, and when dancers come up, and don't ever call a cheerleader a dancer. Don't ever call a dancer a cheerleader. I don't know the difference. I really fucking don't. They're both cheering. They're dan- they're they're fucking cheerleaders, but don't mix them up. Back to the tour group stuff. <clears throat> Argentina and Brazil. I really feel like they hate each other, but they're the they same. Do. They're huge. They're huge football rivals. Yeah, but they're the fucking same. They act the same. <laughs> they, they basically speak the same. And they're no, no, annoying. no. Brazil Brazil speaks Portuguese, Argentina <clears throat> speaks Spanish. Don't ever confuse that one either. Listen, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think it was you who did this to me. Uh, you were just like, hey, Eric, can can you go over and like talk to them in Spanish or something? And I go over there. I finally volunteered to talk Spanish. And they started speaking por- uh, Portuguese. And I just turned around and looked at you and just like, this Portuguese, you fucking asshole. And I fucking walked away. <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure no, that hold was up. me. Was it you? Okay. Maybe it was it was either you or Paul. Uh, I think, I think it may, the, the, I think the original one might've been Paul, but I definitely remember pulling something like that on you on purpose. And it might've <laughs> been because I learned it from Paul. So oh my God. there's a possibility there, but I definitely pulled that on you one time and you got really Alex? mad at me and it was definitely Portuguese. Oh my God. I was just like, I don't understand anything. Oh well, anyway, everybody thinks it's the same language, and it's not even close. No, it's not. It, it, it's not at all. Spanish I get and it. Italian it sounds... are similar languages, but... I think the, the problem with, like, Brazilian Portuguese and, like, um, Argentina Spanish is that they're both very bubbly when they talk. I don't know. It's got that, like, ba noise to whatever they're fucking speaking. So I get that, like, the accent or whatever. We're back on accents. Look at that. We just made full circle. Anyway. Um, so, oh but like, God. it's completely different. It's completely different. Would you like a but, soda? No, I, I want a pop. What the fuck? <laughs> what is no, happening? <laughs> we, we've come full circle. <laughs> we've walked World Showcase. We're back in the beginning. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, these tour groups would show up. Now, there's probably anywhere from hundreds. If hundreds. I'm being, if I'm being liberal, it's like maybe forty to fifty in a group. But if I'm being more conservative, you you're looking at like hundred and twenty in one yeah. group of people, and they all do the same exact thing. The, you literally go from like a thirty minute wait to an hour and a half instantly whenever one of these tour groups join, uh, like join so- the line many of them they're so fucking massive and they all chant right they're all like chant and sing and and they just they're in the way people that's the best they way are, to describe them they're just and in the because way people. they can't bring their backpacks on rides they'll designate like one person to watch the backpacks instead of like at universal instead of them all getting lockers because we don't have that many lockers for them yeah, so what you'll see though. is you'll come you'll come by a ride and you'll just see a pile of like a hundred backpacks just in a pile and one or two people wearing the same color shirt just chatting in their native language in front of these backpacks. And it's it's fucking hilarious because uh, we also have to like as, as like cast members and stuff like that, we're always on the lookout for unattended bags. And during tourist group season, like it's just the tour you can't group season, even do it. No, you can't. You're just like, well, everything's unattended. I don't fucking know. I hope this place blows up. Like, you just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tour group season is the fucking worst. You know, I, I, I got to throw us off off trail real quick. But uh, do you know that story about the uh, the bomb sniffing dog that cleared out the park? No, or cleared out the area. It, I don't remember where this happened. This is another story I heard during training, so I'm assuming it happened at Epcot and possibly in Interventions. Um, There was an unattended bag. They brought in the bomb-sniffing dog like they always do. 
Dog sniffed the bag and the dog sat down. That's code for there's something in the bag that shouldn't be there. So they evacuated the area. As it turned out, the person actually had like some kind of dog treats in the bag. So the doggy sat because it thought it was going to get a reward. Instead, it activated the code for this bag is suspicious, so they cleared the park. Or at least a portion of the park. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, and I thought that story about the was dogs. phenomenal. <clears throat> we, I actually, when I uh, was working at security, I had somebody ask if like the dog sniffed out drugs, and I laughed, and I was like, no, they'd be overworked. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the year that they decided to dr- start drug testing um, the employees. No, I wasn't there were for that. Were you there? Uh, there was one year where they were just like, they started drug testing the employees uh, and uh, like new hires and stuff like that. And then they had to immediately stop because they fired like almost everybody in entertainment. And <laughs> and they stopped hiring people because nobody could pass the, the, the fucking drug test. Well, they've already fired almost everyone in entertainment. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> still mad about that all right so back to these tour groups so the general the general history of of what i can gather is that because in uh in in our summer it's their winter so a lot of them what a lot of them actually are are their ski groups they're these big ski groups who decide to come up to disney to take a break during ski season that's a lot of what they are they're almost all teenagers like uh, I'm uh, like 14 to 18 age. And that's one thing that's universal around the world is teenagers suck. I yeah. know it because I was a teenager and I was probably an asshole teenager, too. <clears throat> um, you know, some of uh, them were uh, fucking their tour, their tour guides, right? Yeah. The tour guides like 19. <laughs> no, <laughs> some of these tour guides are like in their 30s, bro. Some of um, them were like in their 30s and they're f- and they just like. Fuck them and stuff. I'm just like, this is... But apparently, from what I understand, down there, that's not an issue. Like... No, it's not. Like, 14 to 16 is okay to hook up with whatever age they want. Like, that's that's a culture thing. I have opinions on it, but, you know, I'm an American and they're whatever they are. So... (laughs) <laughs> you, you know what? You do you. That's if that's your culture. You do you. That's fine. I'm not judging your culture, but don't. Uh, we could talk about the uh, the world of light or whatever those nights are, where they do it in the dumpsters. Oh but. my god! Uh, Night of joy. <laughs> Night of joy. That's what they're called. It's church groups that come here to celebrate. No, hold on, hold on. Church. We can't. Stuff. We can't blow our whole wad on this episode. We have to save oh, a story. Okay. All right. Let's we'll save, save a story because that's a whole thing in itself. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Let's let's please save a story, and, oh, and we'll, we'll try not to be rude about it. I know one of the rules on the channels we don't talk about religion, but we'll so we'll try not to be rude about this. But there's a story there. Let's let's focus on these tour groups though, real quick, because I still got quite a bit to say. One of the things that they're infamous for doing is they all want to be in the front row. So they'll come up to it and be like, "We are eighty four. We want front row." Well, you can't all get in the front row because the front row only sits four. We all want to be in the same vehicle. Well, guess what also isn't happening? So one <laughs> thing I actually didn't mind about the tour groups was when I was doing Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, where it's only an individual bench of four people. So I just go, one, two, three, four, go. One, two, three, four, go. One, two, three, four. 
that was actually easy to group them on those types of rides. But you would get them on Safari. Let me tell you, those were actually some of the easier the easier tours because I didn't have to say as much. Because A, they either didn't understand me. Well, they do. They they understand more English than they want you to think they do because oh, they want you facts. That that's is a, a fucking fact. fact. Because they want to try to get away with stuff. For example, one time when I had a whole tour group on my safari truck, I was having a big problem with them standing up on the truck and they kept claiming they didn't speak English. So I decided to test their English abilities by saying something obscure about a bush to the left and that there was an animal in it. And I watched like 95% of the heads turn to look at the bush. And I said, oh, and while we're on the topic, please stay seated. And they're not stupid people either. Like, don't let the language barrier make you think they're stupid. They're not stupid. They understood they got caught, and it was almost like the energy left the truck because they realized that I did that on purpose. And then they were kind of grumbly for the rest of the tour. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know you understood what I was saying. Nice try. I've done I, I also similar. probably had a shit-eating grin on my face that I was giving them when I when I realized that I caught them and they realized they got caught and suddenly they weren't so enthusiastic for the animals anymore. But I uh, you know. I once told them that they dropped money. I said that they dropped some money on the floor, and uh, that got everybody's attention actually. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you do understand me? Get the oh, no. <laughs> good. Now here are the rules." And that's actually why I think the Argentinian tour groups weren't as bad, because at least with Spanish, you were able to translate some stuff to them. And here's the other thing. Don't get me wrong. Not every tour group was like this. There were some that, while they were still loud and obnoxious, that they did listen and they were there to have fun. And sometimes you didn't have problems with them. So I want to make that clear. But you would see, you would see the flag and you'd see the wave of shirts. And it was always, I I feel like they all coordinated with each other because it's not like they were ever wearing the same color shirt. Like the cyan blues were over here. The yellows were over there. The oranges were there. The lime greens were over there. But it's not like two tour groups showed up in lime green shirts the same day. Like, son of a bitch. I thought we had lime green today. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, uh. But yeah, so that was always an, an issue with the uh, with the safari trucks. But what always just drove me nuts was just the organization of them got to the point where you were just like, screw it, and you would just fill the vehicle. And you didn't care who was in what row or if that's what they wanted. You were just like, nope, get in. We're sending this vehicle <clears throat> because I'm not holding up the ride to figure out so you can all figure out who's going where. Right. I've done that before. I've actually um, – when I was working at Rock and Roller Coaster, I've, I literally just gave up on grouping. And I was like, go. Go wherever you want to. Like, go, 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 go. Because like, it's all them. I don't give a fuck. I'm not counting now. <laughs> I'll wait yeah. until I see a normal shirt. Something that's not like glowing in the dark. And that's when I'll start <laughs> grouping again. It's <laughs> not backlight friendly. All right. So <laughs> to culminate on tour group season, let's tell the, the, the brawl that almost was. Because cause I, I, I remember this. I don't think you were coordinator yet. So I don't think you had to deal with this. But 
There was a girl we worked with. I'm not going to say her name. Danny? She was a very... No, not Danny. Not Danny. Oh. Begins begins with an A. She... We had a lot of... We had a lot of issues with her. She was a nice person, but we had a lot of issues with her. Um, no, it wasn't Danny. Danny was the sweetest person I on know. the planet. That's the one that I she did was... the prank where I made everybody think we proposed... Like, I proposed and she said, yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> Danny was gorgeous, so that would have been a, a score. <laughs> Danny was the one, she was so damn polite, though, that these two guys were making her feel really uncomfortable, and she couldn't, like, get them to stop, because she was just too, she didn't want to, like, upset them, and they were, like, like, giving her her hotel information, everything, and finally, I got frustrated, and I finally stepped in and got rid of them. And it was funny, too, because they were trying to, like, intimidate me, but, like, even though they were bigger than me, I know it's not possible to intimidate me while I'm on the clock because all it takes is for them to do one thing to threaten me, and I know they're gone. They're done. They're they're out of the park and they're out of that hotel that they're harassing her to come visit them. You know that. Yeah. It's like, oh, please test me. I know I can't hit you, but I know if you hit me, you're so done. You're so done. So... I f- she was like so she was like so thankful that I got rid of them that she was almost in tears and I was and I remember I was trying to be so I felt so bad but at the same time I'm like please if you're ever having this issue come and get one of us I we don't have any problem I don't have a problem being a dick to these people if they're harassing you like I don't at all like please don't let them do that to you you are too sweet of a person to 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 have to deal with this and I remember she was like at the test vehicle or something where she couldn't really leave, but she was also in that unfortunate position where she was stuck in a spot where she couldn't avoid the guests. It's not like she was on the robos, right? Where, where I can be like, hey guys, stop, and then get rid of them when they're done. She right. was in that unfortunate position. And I remember I was at, I think I was at pre-show or something. That's right, because I was handing out cards with an aggressive stare in another direction. Because you can just tell what's happening. <clears throat> and finally, like, rotation comes through, I get bumped or something. I'm like, excuse me, I'm going to go handle this right now. Uh, she was so sweet. Now, this was a girl whose name began with A. And if you figure it out, you know what? We're, we're in the Discord chat right now. I'm going to type it. See if you remember this person. If yeah, you remember this. That's, that's the you person re- I was actually thinking of. And yep, okay. Pissed off, so, pissed off Melissa to no end. Yes. Hi, Melissa, if you're listening. <laughs> We're sorry about this. So, I'm, I'm not. This hey, girl, Melissa, though. <laughs> she always had the best intentions, but always caused the biggest problems. <laughs> so, as we are getting set up for fireworks, as you know, when we had tour groups, we would never open up the, the, the extra area to watch. Because the tour groups would always cause problems, because you were required to sit. And they never did. So, we just didn't open. We didn't open the extra viewing area because we we couldn't with them. Correct. So this girl was trying to get them riled up, which I'd have to, you don't have to try. And as the tour group's coming up, she decided to be fun with them and said, Viva Brazil. The problem was the tour group was Argentinian. So they got mad and started booing her and hissing and all this other stuff which attracted the attention of a Brazilian tour group 
who decided to stand up for this girl for her Viva Brazil comment and started arguing with them. And we almost had like a 120 versus 140 full on brawl before the fireworks started. We had to get police involved. Like, holy crap. All because she was trying to rile up the tour group. <sighs> just just bringing up her name, man. I'm so angry now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's uh she was so bad, man. There was one time I, she said she yeah. knew like she was gonna go talk to this guest who only spoke Spanish. She's like, Oh, I can speak Spanish. And I'm like, oh I got it. I got it. this is fucking rich. I gotta listen in on this. She said Jack Squat, bro. She was just like bah, 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 bah. and I'm like legit just making fun of them, just taunting them, not saying a fucking word, thinking oh, that's Spanish. You. And I'm Did just like, get, like, oh, really my pissed off God. Didn't, didn't, like, a family yes. get really pissed off about that, too? Yes, and then they complain. And then when when the fucking manager, uh, I'm not going to, uh, you know what? I'll type it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. For, or speak. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So manager, when that manager who spoke Spanish. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which is like, what happened? And he's like, why did you make fun of them? And her response was, I thought I was speaking Spanish. And then his face was like, I want to punch you in the fucking <laughs> face. So bad. But I can't. <laughs> I I'm just thought like, oh I God, was man. speaking Spanish. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I you just, almost decided to freaking riot. I thought, I, oh. <sighs> oh. Do you remember? God. I remember I saw her. Cause you remember, like you could, you could like temporarily leave your area, or you could pick up like temp shifts doing stuff for extra hours. And I remember she picked one up, and I ran into her backstage. She was driving a golf cart, and I made a joke about how they let you drive a golf cart. She's like, "Yeah, can you believe it?" Ha ha. And oh then I God. found out she crashed she the golf cart like two it. days later. She crashed it, bro. Oh. <laughs> I can't with these people. All right, like, like, like in all seriousness, like. You have no idea how bad this person is. Like for for the people listening, she was the worst coworker, the literal like, worst, the, the literal, literal worst. worst. Like, and like, then like I've you know told stories up? about other coworkers on here who were just who were just fun, right? But but even though you could make fun, but she was just, and the thing was, she was so stupid. She wasn't. She was so stupid, and I'm. I'm, I haven't said her name, so I can say that. She was so freaking dumb. She didn't understand how dumb she was. Yeah, that she was thought that, she that's wasn't the dangerous dumb. part. And she thought she was very smart. And and to to her credit, she's very bright in certain areas, but I don't know what areas. She has are. no common sense whatsoever. We'll put it none, that way. None whatsoever. Absolutely. She I have, would have been the person you know to mention now. cocaine in a chicken shop in ghetto-ass Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> I'll bring that full circle. Do, that, do, do, you, do you know what she's doing now, actually? Because I know what, do, what she do is. Do I want to? Um, It might surprise you. All right. She works for Google. I don't know what she's doing. You know Google, what? I think I did she know works that. works for Google. She, and, she removed uh, me as a friend on Facebook years ago. So... Oh, she's, I mean, whatever. That's 
consider yeah, yourself. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm long disconnected from this person. But I, I'm not. I feel she like lives I, up here, man. She lives next to me. Not next to me, next to me, but like close enough. I feel like in the same state is kind of bad enough. Ah, uh, so, so it, it's a slim possibility, but you might run into her. I could, and I will the not possibility stop the car. Exists. I'll just keep running over her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, I thought it was a golf cart. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, we went way off the rail. Like, I actually wrote down some topics to discuss for this show, and we went so far off the rails. But I don't want I don't want the show to end without at least mentioning one specific thing. Last week, Eric and I did a charity stream for well, I did the I did the actual stream, but we played Among Us, which has become one of my new favorite games. Um, we're recording this episode on a Saturday, so I have plans to play again this evening, which I hope you can join us for. Looking around like an 8 p.m. thing. But what I want to do is I want to keep every time we keep doing these Among Us games, because we keep it seems to be like a Saturday night thing right now. We keep getting a bunch of people together. But I've got a charity running from Extra Life from last week, and we've raised some money. So what I want to do is I'm going to keep it going through January. In fact, I the, I think the ironic date, and I didn't choose this date, but when I connected the charity through Facebook, which Facebook is the only way they would advertise it, by the way, is if I made it through Facebook. Um, I got a, they, they let you extend the charity. And for some reason they picked like, January 20th or 21st as like the the ending date and I'm like that's inauguration day for the president right everybody knows that date so I was like you know what I'll just go ahead and keep that date because it's easy for me to remember and then what I can do is when we're playing again I'll put the the link in the stream and then if people can just share it I'm not asking people to donate but like if you can just share the stream that's incredibly helpful because then somebody who might be willing to donate can actually do it and then you can enjoy watching us all kill each other. So, yeah. <laughs> but Extra Life was a ton of fun. And uh, November is a big charity month, I've noticed. Um, they do Desert Bus for Hope, which is where a bunch of people, comedians and everything, play Desert Bus. The infamous Penn and Teller game where all you do is you drive a bus. And they will play it for like for like weeks on end, like a, a constant stream, but they do stand up during it. They tell stories and they raise a ton of money. One charity that's happening uh, locally is uh, the radio station. I listen to one Oh five, seven, the X it's the, uh, it's Harrisburg, Pennsylvania's rock station. I can't remember the name of the rock station in Orlando, Eric. I think it was like one Oh one, one or something like that. Or WJRR one Oh one WJRR. Yeah. Yep. They actually, they played the real rock. You know, you get Metallica, Shine Down, Breaking Benjamin on that station. And that's what 105.7 plays. So, like, yeah, they'll play, you know, they play all the modern the modern stuff. Like, they'll play Star Set, I Prevail, Ghost, The Hue. But then they're playing classic Metallica. You'll hear a lot of Judas Priest. You know, stuff like that. So you're getting, you're getting a good rock variety. Every year they do an event called Pay for Play. And it benefits the Children's Miracle Network. And you make a donation, and then you can request them to play anything. So just as an example, before I tell the funny part of the story, is, like, I put it on at work, and I'm listening, and they're playing that one country song where it's like, this is God's country. I'm sure country fans know exactly what that is. 
And uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, if you request it, then obviously. Now, a lot of people still request rock stuff, but usually what it is, is it's stuff that you don't hear that often. Like they played they played a song by Ice Nine Kills that I hadn't really heard before, or they start playing songs off of hybrid theory that you don't get a lot of mainstream play instead of in the end, which is like the only thing they ever play. Or they played somewhere I belong. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm listening to Somewhere I Belong right now. You don't hear that that often. Even if it is in rotation, it's not in heavy rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're playing a lot of rock stuff. They're playing their Ozzy and everything. And all of a sudden, this is this actually happened on my drive home. I hear, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this? Yes, they're playing the fucking hamster dance. Somebody requested the goddamn hamster dance song. And That's it brought me back to man. the days of watching Flash videos before YouTube was a thing. <laughs> Do you remember oh that? Oh my god, yes. Damn. Oh my god. And I... Damn, we're old. I, I actually turned it up in the car because... I was like, I can't believe I'm listening to this right now. It was like a big flashback. <clears throat> and then... As I'm going to my lunch break, I get in my car to go to go to lunch. I turn on the radio, and of course the station's on because the station I listen to. And I'm like, "Is that Josh Gad singing? Is that Olaf?" And I see the 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 stamp on the radio, and it says Frozen Two. And I was like, "Oh my god, somebody actually requested this!" <laughs> well, there you go. That's what you can request on Pay for Play. So, like, yeah, you, you'll hear "Under the Graveyard" by Ozzy followed by Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was last year somebody made like a $500 donation and asked them to play My Dingling the old Chuck Berry song <laughs> it's about a toy people it's about a toy he's playing with but it's called My Dingling and he wants you to play with My Dingling and they played it <laughs> so you know get, and that, that was my whole thing though was if you're going to donate to a rock station and you can have them play anything don't get them to play in the end by Linkin Park, because you're probably going to hear that tomorrow if you're listening to the station. Get them to play like Cure for the Itch off Hybrid Theory. Nobody plays that. Get them to play some Nightwish. Like, get some obscure stuff in there. <laughs> what would you request, Eric? If you made a charity donation and you could have them play any song on the radio, what would you get? Uh, I'll tell Cisco, you what mine the thong is. song. The what? The thongs? Cisco, the thong song. <laughs> <laughs> I bet oh you weren't expecting God. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that thong. Dude, that's been way too fucking long. <laughs> that thong, the thong, thong, thong. I still have like, that on my playlist. That's early 2000s, isn't it? Or is that still late that 90s? That might even be older than that. Yeah. Damn, man. Get them to play the Honky Tonk Badonka Dunk. Oh, my God. You remember that song, Trace Atkins? <laughs> um, I, I want to, like, I would request older songs, like songs from the 90s that they don't play anymore. Like old school Buster Rhymes or like, you know, something like Ooh. that. Oh, that's that's a good one, yeah. Break your neck. Yeah. Nod your fucking head. Well, they're not going to play that part of the song, but... Oh, my God. You know what I would get them to play? Slow jams. Do you remember slow jams? 
I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Is it like the it Tootsie was, Roll? <laughs> it's it's Twista, Kanye West, and Jamie Foxx. And it's a... Uh, they said she wants some Marvin Gaye. Let me see if I can... Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I know that song now. Uh, yeah. Some Luther Vandross, a little yep, Anita. Yep. We'll definitely set this party off. Right? Are you going to be? Are you going to be? That was like big in like 2004 because I remember I would listen to the um the hit station on my way to college because it was the station that came in the best for me and i remember they would play this all the time time and i was like i actually really like this song <laughs> yeah it was a good and song like and he's like i know you want to slow it down baby but let's do it faster and they just cut the twista and he just raps like a mile a minute you can't understand a word he's saying now um, my go-to song if i could get them to play anything on the radio I would get them to play Ghost Love Score by Nightwish because it's like a 10 minute song. I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. You never hear Nightwish. And that's like their friggin masterpiece. It is one of the best symphonic metal songs ever written. And it's got like I said, it's like a 10 minute song and it's so incredible. And before anybody asks. I love Taria and I love Floor. So I'm, I don't have a preference there, but Taria doing it live from End of an Era is my favorite version of that song, is the live version from the End of an Era, which was Taria's last night performing with Nightwish before Floor took over full time. And I absolutely, absolutely love that song. That song, that's one of those songs that actually gives me chills when I listen to it. I don't have a ton of them, but that one does it for me. <laughs> fucking love ghost love score <clears throat> i'm trying to think Let's, of like what would be a funny song <clears throat> and get the only play thing that i could think of so you really get your money's worth out of it right like if i if i'm gonna do this i i want people to just be like what the fuck i just kind of laugh about it like I, I don't i i can't even think of anything right now like um was it that uh oh. you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals so let's do it like they do on the discovery channel <laughs> yep I, I don't know the name of that song. What's it called? Bad Touch by the Bloodhound Gang. Yes. I play that or <laughs> or uh, the Barbie Girl song. Aqua. <laughs> yeah. In a Barbie world. Just to get people to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Blonde <laughs> blue. That would be freaking amazing. Like, wh- wh- why not? It said I could play whatever I wanted, right? Get them to play Asshole by Dennis Leary. Let's bring it full circle. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> the title of this episode should just be Full Circle. <laughs> full Circle. You know what? Yeah, everything. If I, I can't title it Everything Comes Full Circle because that's one of Jeff Trellowitz's books. <laughs> but I will title the episode. We we brought everything full circle on this, this episode. We really, we really have. Uh, before we wrap up, though, let's quickly talk about some gamer news, because just the other day, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X were released, and I saw lots of people got their hands on them, and I saw lots of people got fucked by Walmart and got their shit back ordered and were screaming. Oh, so, my God. Don't order anything from Walmart. Like, so <laughs> that is, that's too fucking big. And, and that's he- the rule of the United States of America, goddammit. 
Just Walmart uh, is not their <laughs> options were bad though. Their options was either Walmart or like GameStop, and I don't trust GameStop, but no, I would trust them over Walmart. But Walmart's anyway, I digress. I saw uh, one of the one of the wrestlers I follow on Twitter posted. She said it, it's a story in four screenshots. One of it is the uh, the cart with the Xbox in it, right? Yeah. The second one is the crashed loading screen. The third picture is Walmart saying this product is now out of stock. And the fourth picture is her holding her up her computer monitor with her mouth open screaming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucking dying laughing. <laughs> that's pretty a, accurate. <laughs> a story in four screenshots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to oh, have man. to go ahead and relate to that one. <laughs> they look really fucking good, though. Oh, man. Uh, also, for, I don't know how this started, but they've, they've already had pictures and shit like that, and they've actually made an official post on it. Uh, don't blow vape smoke into your Xbox. <laughs> I, I don't. Christ. I can't believe that actually has to be fucking said. Don't fucking do that to anything, really. It's going to fuck it up. Well, I wonder if that's covered on the why is there a law in Detroit about how you can't tie your alligator to a fire hydrant? Why is that law on the books? Because somebody did it and they had to put it on the books. Because some asshole blew their vape smoke into their Xbox and broke it. And now they have to put out a warning for everyone else. It's like that line in Ho- on the Simpsons. I forget what the actual joke is. But they're telling they're telling something on the news about a warning. And it cuts to the family and Homer goes, See? Because of me, now they have to issue a warning. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, some man. idiot flew their fucking vape into their Xbox. And also, oh. the PS5 looks massive, man. That thing is, like, it's huge. There's already people complaining that it won't fit in most entertainment centers. And I, I'm just like, it doesn't need to. It's a centerpiece. Like, that should be the centerpiece that, of your entertainment yeah. center. You know what the you know what the PS5 looks like? It looks like one of those turret guns from Portal. It does. I have actually seen one. Let me see if I can find the picture and send it to you. Yeah. But it's are a picture you still of there? Uh, there you are. I don't blame you if you take oh, out no, no, the no. turrets. You know, um you've seen the Yu-Gi-Oh show, right? No. No? I, okay, never mind. You won't get it. But like for those of you who have seen it, um think of Kaiba's trench coat, the white trench coat, and that's exactly what the PS5 looks like. Like, it's basically <laughs> his body with the white trench coat, and that's a PS5. There you go. I'll I'll, I'll have to link you that picture so you have some context then. Uh, uh, but I'm feeling kind of hungry, man. What I am you? definitely getting hungry. So we're going to wrap up the show for this week, guys. Uh, CKCC Radio from this point on, Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk will be airing its grand finale, its season finale, its series finale episode. Uh, we're actually going to record it same day we're recording this. We'll probably release that next week. Uh, the show is coming to an end, but if you do want to, if you are a fan of our wrestling podcast, um, you can go to patreon.com slash club kayfabe, sign up for five bucks a month. You get a bonus. You get an episode of Wrestle Talk each and every week. We review classic content, and then we also do music video watch-alongs. This week we reviewed, um, we did, oh god, I'm trying to remember who we even did. We did a Ghostface video. We did an ODB video for uh, our one of our patron requests. And we did, uh, you can call me Al, 
which was because Dan, Dan and I would always pick our uh, a music video ourselves to do a watch along with. We did You Can Call Me Al, the Paul Simon video where Chevy Chase lip syncs the whole thing. And you can watch the videos along with us and hear us review classic wrestling content. Uh, coming soon to CKCC Radio, Girls Who Like, brand new show. That'll fill the void WrestleCrap is leaving behind. WrestleCrap, that's a website. <laughs> WrestleTalk. WrestleCrap Wrestle is the website that I am a huge fan of. They're, they're good, too. They review the worst of pro wrestling. Um, Girls Who Like will be will focus a little more on MMA than wrestling, but they'll have both topics. And there will also be video games and horror are two of the other main topics they're going to talk about. Uh, Megan and Zoe will be the hosts of that show. And I think that's going to be a really popular show on this network. Jeff Trelowitz, our published author friend, releases two podcasts every other week, Ranking Tracks and Real Paranormal Talk. His last Ranking Tracks was a review of, oh my God, I am I am so bad at blanking on stuff right now. It was Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. I always get that blank when I need to promote something. So you get a new Real Paranormal Talk this week. Uh, we'll continue to upload the backlog of Jay Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I think we've officially uploaded more than half the backlog, so we'll soon be caught up to all the new episodes. But you get new content every week with that. He'll either give me a backlog episode or he will send me his uh, his next thing. So that's a that's a fun little thing to, to catch up on. You'll either get a new episode or a backlog. Uh, continues to send me those. The Bored to Death Binge Cast continues on. Their newest episode, which will be uploaded by the time you hear this, is My Hero Academia Part 9. They've also been doing Mandalorian after they had wrapped uh, some of the other anime they've been watching. That's a big one for anime, if you're an anime fan. Check out The Clan. First Monday of every month, you get a new Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, whose voice you hear at the beginning and end of this episode here. Big friend of the show and a patron. So you'll get to your monthly motivation, easy episodes to listen to. They're not even like 15 minutes in length. So, and that's 15 minutes to just motivate you to have the best month possible. And in this year, we all need it. God damn it. <laughs> of course, uh, Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman. This time of year, does, you don't always get a weekly episode because race season's over. So, but he'll still be producing some content. Keep an eye out for that. And making its return. It's the Stupid Sexy Podcast where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. I put that show on hiatus to focus on the nerd table and to wrap up WrestleTalk. Uh, next week, there will be a new episode of Stupid Sexy Podcast. Looking forward to that. And if you guys want more nerd content, check out our partners, The Blake and Sal Show and the United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian for even more nerd content just like this one. And Eric, let me tell you what I'm doing for my birthday. We are Shannon and I are driving to the Earl of Sandwich in Maryland because it's only about an hour away, and that's going to be my birthday dinner. Oh my god! Why? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! Because because we found it when we were talking about it the other week. I know the holiday sandwich is accessible right now. An hour is really not that far, considering that where I grew up in New Jersey, sometimes you had to drive an hour to go to the restaurant you wanted to go to. So you know what? It's worth it. Worth it, damn it. I am going to Earl of Sandwich for my birthday. All right. I think I'm going to have to make my own fucking holiday sandwich. Make your own holiday sandwich. We'll put it on our YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric's some... going to DIY a holiday sandwich, guys. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to take pictures. <laughs> Please do it's it. It's going to be great. 
Live stream that shit, damn it. Live stream. Oh my god, I'm gonna make a Alright, I guess I'm making a cooking show. <laughs> there you go. Uh yes. Um so uh we're gonna try to uh, get the Wrestle Talk audience over here. Um Dan Peck from Club Cafe Wrestle Talk will be joining the show full time starting next week. And Matt Sulo will be joining in a couple weeks' time, and we're gonna go from a duo to a foursome very quickly, but that means even more nerd talk. More topics that we can discuss because Eric and I will hit some walls on occasion where that like Dan and I might have something in common or Eric and Dan will have something in common or Eric and Matt or Matt and Dan or Matt and me. You know what I mean? There's always going to be that combination that you can work with. So the nerd table is expanding. Our audience continues to expand. We thank you guys so much for this. And I think that's enough talking. It's time to get to eating. Yes. Let's get some lunch. I wish I was having Earl sandwich today, but I am not because they're closed on Saturdays for some freaking reason. But well, as you hear this episode, folks, I will have had my Earl sandwich and I will have loved it. I hope. Well, happy birthday, sir. Thank you very and, much. Uh, thanks again for everybody listening and we'll catch you next week. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.